So, so Derek and Doc, what's this thumbnail going to look like? D and D. What? <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> so, what do we? What? What mess do we put together here? I don't know, man. Uh, what's like, your, like on yourself this, on this conversation? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really about you know, um, you know, it's just about the messiness of trying to be on the internet and uh, put out a, a product that people can relate to in a, in a genuine way. I don't know. How does that sound? Um, you know, I think it's uh, being, being somebody who wants to give back, but um, it's easy to get sidetracked or taken off course by um, your personal stuff, the personal stuff that it brings up, you know, your need for attention, your need for, uh, you know, to be liked and all that stuff. Um it can get you, you can really, you can really get blinded by that. Right. I think that's, Derek, I think that's an artist dilemma. Don't you? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's an artist. Dilemma. Derek, I'll let you have second take at it and then I'll shame you both. I I would expect nothing less there. Um, I mean, Brian kind of just summed it up really well. Um, the things that stand out to me in addition to, to, to what he had said is, um, you know, pursuing and creating based on like your, you know, pursuits and what you find interesting versus just what you think is going to get you know a rise out of people um and then also like we're three grown men on this uh on on this uh, uh zoom and we struggle with some of the comments that can come through the internet so um I don't know where I don't know where to put a period at the end of that but I think there's something really uh, interesting a, in ellipses, out of that. and that's where I come in I think it's uh the philosophers out there, especially the Stoics, I'm going to throw out uh, Aristotle. He said, if you're going to influence well, Let me somebody, get a pen. Let me get a pen. <laughs> no, get a tablet and a chisel. If you're going to influence okay. somebody, you need, you need three things. Okay. E ethos, logos, and pathos. Ethos, you have to be likable. So don't be a tool. Okay. Two, e uh Logos, what's the logic for your argument? Okay. And then pathos is the mindset of the person that you're talking to. You control two out of those three things. And it's like a slot machine. If you don't get all three of those things lining up, you're not going to influence somebody. The, I think the, people can the only asterisk I'm going to put on there is, is is fuck the ethos part, the the be likable part. I think uh, I would change that to euthos. Be be uh extremely you well, uh, that's, that's the thing is what is like euthos okay i, ethos. I can use that fuck okay. ethos euthos is where we need to be because all right there's too many people that are trying to be ethos um and i think it fundamentally breaks your brain at some point or another um but the other dilemma is you know with with this the internet that we have available to us in social media it it has become a a job that people aspire to do. I want to be an influencer. I want to work on the internet. So instead of trying to, you know, develop any tangible skills that get them there, they're, they just want to go be famous. And I don't think that famous is a job description. Um, however, if you want to go down that journey, I think just be so authentically yourself. And you're, this is the thing, your tribe will appear. It just might take a few years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Um, but it's a long tail. Here's what, we're, here's, tail. what here's what I think we're talking about. I think we're kind of talking about, you know, when you go into this, be careful not to sell your soul. You know, yeah, 
it's really just that's that's kind of what it is in a nutshell because there are so many little devil's bargains that you can make along the way that really do either you know you know take take your soul completely or chip away at it where you you really there's just there's a lot less of you left at the end of the process than what, what you started Welcome to Bite Size Therapy Podcast with Dr. Brian Rosino. Dr. Brian Rosino has over 20 years of experience as a talk therapist, and he uses short videos dealing with mental health issues in order to connect and educate hundreds of thousands of people. On this show, Dr. Rosino will make reference to his short clip videos and do his best to explain the mental issue reference and how it can be addressed. Dr. Rosino does not give medical advice, but hopes that he can help people understand what is going on mentally in order to go ask for clarification with their own personal mental health professional. Dr. Zeno, who is this guy? (laughs) So uh, this is Pete Jansen's uh, Derek and uh, Derek is so Derek and I, boy, I met Derek because I, uh, I was trolling Derek actually. Um, I did it for you. I took one of his clips, which actually there's actually has kind of got, got its own life and story. Uh, Derek has his own uh, TikTok channel, which is it's Bold Family, right, Derek? Bold Fam. Bold, Bold Fam. Fam. We'll put it right here. You're yeah. doing, and and you're uh, you're 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 hitting the subscribers. You're you're kind of you're uh, you're getting a pretty good uh, following there. Yeah, it's been a decent trajectory the last uh, last little bit. Yeah. So um, I credit myself with that because I stoked the controversy. And, you know. I, I think it really didn't start until you jumped in. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Derek uh, did, did something where he was, uh, he was complaining about his son. And um, it was, it was uh, I guess it was mainly in jest, right? But, you know, there's always a strain of truth to these things. No, he meant it. He meant Every it. word. He meant it. Um, he's a hateful, hateful small. In the most sinister of ways. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I did uh, one of the clips where he was kind of, he was kind of uh, complaining about something. We'll, we'll put it right here. <laughs> yeah. Now, why did you do that, Doctor Rosino? And then I said, uh, I said uh, something about, you know, I told him to grow up, basically. And I think you I said told, grow the fuck up. Just said, if we're gonna be, <laughs> yeah. You can- <laughs> oh, we'll, yeah. we'll leave that in. <laughs> grow the fuck up. Um, yeah, uh, just cause I was, I just was like, you know, there's, there's lots of parents with more serious problems out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, g- give me a break was kind of the tone. And then Derek came back and he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was and, the, uh, paraphr- what was the issue? Paraphrasing. What was the issue? Yeah. So, so Pete, I, uh, my, my TikTok, I have a few different, like, you know, niches, if you want to call yeah, them absolutely. that. And, and, and one of them that's kind of put some heartbeat into the community is uh, kind of like, tr- uh, what do we want to call it? I don't want to call it truthful parenting because, you know, everyone has their own spe- special truths. But Parents are all liars. Kids I, are all liars. I, I can put it, it here. This I, I, I talk shit about children. Um, okay. Now, good. now the, 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 the good and the bad side is every video I make is always up for you uh, viewers interpretation, right? You could view it and see it through the lens of, wow, what a piece of shit dad other parents can sit and be like, wow, this guy's hilarious. These are the things that I go through on a daily basis. So uh, the the one that that uh, Brian responded to was a rant of like, I started off, I was like, I'm going to talk shit about my 13-year-old son. And I've started a couple videos over the last year in that way, and they all perform really well. So I was definitely pandering to what I thought would work as an opener. 
Um, and I went on just to complain about like normal things that teenagers do, but I was complaining from the lens of a parent. And, uh, you know, Brian had done a response that pretty much was like, dude, you're a bitch for saying these things about your 13 year old. Now, now the cool thing is that, uh, he and I connected afterwards and, and was able to kind of like be two people communicating versus a creator putting content out and someone responding to it. Um, but oh yeah, man, like I've, I've lit the internet on fire a handful of times and, and this was just one was of Was there them. a lot of going back and forth in the comments? Please tell me oh. you're getting into that. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, not between me and Brian, oh, um, but, but, but yeah. people, oh my God. Oh dude. Some of the, I mean, people are just horrendous. Uh, with what they can say on the internet absolutely but, uh, i just have a lot of fun with it you know the worst the worst the comment typically the funnier my response video is usually so little do they know they actually help fuel my content fire when they when they come at me no you, you did something where you did something that i thought was hilarious uh where you, you read somebody's comment as them um and it was like it was like a really melodramatic uh take on it do you remember what i'm talking about i don't off the top of my head because it's like it, he does it, it so like, often i'm t uh, seriously i do it god your children and you were like it was and then you were like no that's not that's not quite it oh <laughs> oh i i do remember now i remember that one yeah yeah that, that was pretty funny man that was that i thought that was really that was a that was a good way to take that well, that's usually how I clap back at those comments is just kind of like making them feel so foolish for even saying it. Because um, being on TikTok has helped me refine my comedy a little bit, too, because I never feel good when I'm mean in response. Like anytime yes. I've done it, I've done it before, like where I'll make the video and I've even posted the video and then I'll delete them because it's just the wrong yes. angle. Like I don't want to those people that leave those comments are trying to make me hurt. I don't want to just reciprocate and make them hurt. And so it, it's been a cool like learning process for me too to use my comedy for good and not use like my wit to hurt people. Oh, I disagree. If they bring a knife, I come with a shotgun. Yeah, but see, that's that's the thing, Pete. These people, they do have knives, and I am the shotgun. Oh, and okay. it's just not fair because right. I can back up. They they right. want to keep attacking. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I'm getting a little But deep it gets inside. so many views. It gets yeah. so many views. I'm going to be a little melodramatic here, though. You never yeah. know who's sitting on the other side of that screen. They can post something yeah. and be like, hey, you're a piece of shit. And then if I just obliterate them, like, do they get obliterated on a daily basis anyways? And now yeah. I'm doing it. So I'd rather not contribute to that angle. Well, for you're, them. you're both in the mental health field, right? No, no. no I'm uh, I'm an idiot. Brian's a doctor. And okay. together... <laughs> so basically he's got all the uh he's an the you're an entrepreneur skins. you're an entrepreneur that is uh is doing very well from what i understand uh um, yeah i have a chocolate company uh we're doing oh. we're doing okay but yeah i'm not a chocolate i wouldn't call myself a chocolatier i'm an entrepreneur that has a wife that loves chocolate so we started a chocolate company so the name of that chocolate company is wicked bold wicked bold look at that yeah, we just launched Walmart, actually. 800 stores across the country. Very nice. Damn. How'd you get into Walmart, man? Grit and determination, Pete. <laughs> did you have to go to Arkansas and the whole nine no, yards? No, uh, we did a virtual pitch. So it was okay. all, all done from the comfort of my home. Oh, good for you. Awesome, That's man. Uh, I wonder I if they you, ever upgraded. You're pretty, you're pretty good at that, I bet. I bet you're good at the pitch. You didn't oh you yeah, no, I'm the, I'm definitely the sales guy because that's that's what I've been doing my whole life, anyways, is is selling, um, yeah. and then 
selling my own stuff has been the the, the outspout of that. How about that, Pete? Pete was in sales at Career Builder. <laughs> hey, guys, we're we're all selling. So yeah. if we're selling, everybody's selling something. Everybody's yeah. selling something. So let's talk about influence and selling. There's a difference between TikTok and YouTube. Everybody's trying to get in line for the short form content to eventually travel over to long form content. How do you guys see that? Because we've we, I mean, you got what seven hundred thousand on uh, bite size, doctor, and then uh, Derek. How many you got over following you in? Uh, I think like five fifty million. And then I, <laughs> yeah, and, and then on YouTube, right? I don't know, just because you haven't, yeah, yeah, I don't do, I don't do anything and, on YouTube. Yeah, so is it an age thing? Like, what's the difference between the two? For me, it's it's um, community. Like, yeah. I, I've I've gone to repost on YouTube before, um, but there's just not the same reach, and then the community is just shits. Uh, not not what I'm looking for. Instagram's the same thing for for me though. I just really enjoy TikTok. Yeah, it younger. Or- I couldn't even t- well no because I mean my audience uh is probably about my I'm 34 so I'm probably in that audience following of like 28 to 40 it's yeah. like 80 percent women that follow me obviously look at me um we're a pretty hot guy yeah I I, I know I, I didn't want to say it out loud but like um no I just I, I yes don't think, the table I, is rising I think you or th- I think TikTok is they've really built something special with the way their algorithm works, where it just helps you find your people and helps your people find you, whatever that kind of corner of the internet is. Um, YouTube, I think is just a dinosaur trying to young in itself up. And I don't know what Instagram is doing anymore. Um, but I think they're all just now trying to catch up to TikTok. Um, it's, it's like, you know, with the, when the pandemic happened and zoom took off, what was that? What was the incumbent back then that had like go to meeting or whatever it was? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know they they were the they were the video maker, and then they couldn't keep the wave going because they just weren't innovating. So TikTok came through, innovated, and I think it helped a lot of people quickly find their audience. And I don't think I don't think that you can match that on YouTube or, or Instagram right now, organically, anyways. On, on the mental health side, uh, Doctor Rosino, I mean you're you're speaking to an audience there because. I work with a lot of clinical people and they don't ever want to say anything because, you know, they're part of the boards, just like Dr. Rosino is. He's a he's a trail breaker, but uh, he will speak to people and he, he will give advice, but always check with your personal physician. Uh, duly noted. He will in in minute chunks, two minute, three minute chunks. He will go out there and he'll bite size. Will you? <laughs> I have. I think. Uh, wait a minute. I never put that. <laughs> <laughs> Little yeah, chunks no. out there. Who? Is- so I think. I think you know the thing is like I think we. So Derek, I think you and I, you know, we we suffer the same sorts of issues in in some ways. Where you, you know it always always depends on who's viewing what your content is and and how they're going to interpret it. Um, you know, the risks for me are probably different than they are for you, Derek, in terms of, you know, any kind of repercussions. Um, you know, certainly uh, I do. Need, I mean, yeah, I definitely need to be careful. Um, but, you know, there, here's the thing. I think and I know I know a lot of people that uh, feel like, no, I could never do that. I, would, I mean, because they're just too anxious. They're too scared to say to, to post content. OK post content and, and to have it taken in the wrong way. And, 
you know, so you, what you usually get if you get somebody in the mental health industry talking, it's very scripted, it's very uptight, it's very close to the vest. You don't get, and it doesn't connect or it doesn't feel real. Um, and I think that, that that's an important piece that we can bring to it. Um, people are just, and when I talk to other therapists or other clinicians and I tell them that I'm on TikTok, you know what the reaction usually is? Yeah, be careful. <laughs> no, it's usually like, wow, that's really cool. Which is totally unexpected. I would have thought it would have been that reaction. You know, yeah. um, you know, one guy was like, that's like, uh, you know, that's really innovative. And I was like, oh, you know, thanks. I never really, th I didn't really think about it like that. Um, but the pro I think there's a problem where people, I think we need people to get out of their comfort zones and try to connect with more people outside of the office and, and, and let them know, look, we're, we're mental health professionals, we're psychologists, but we're people, you know? And so we know what this is like, just like you. And, and, you know, there are some things that we've learned and, you know, take what you can use and leave with, leave the rest, you know? Right? Um, but there are people that are just so, so afraid to, to get out on that, that, you know, skinny branch um, that you, they, they, they don't even come any, anywhere. Well, it's but, also oh, really hard. It's hard to be a content maker as well. Um, because you've got to believe in, you've got to do it for the love of the process, not for the reception of what you might get in return from it. And that's where I noticed things started really popping off with my content is when I actually stopped caring about what the reception was going to be. And I only did it because I had the love for the game. Yeah. Um, everything kind of, everything kind of changed at that point, but it's hard to get there if you don't just start at some point. Don't, I feel like sometimes, uh, to that point, yeah, definitely, you know, it's, it's, so there is some skill that's required. You do need to be able to like in a compact way, have a message. Be interesting. <laughs> be interesting and grab somebody it from like, I mean, like, I don't know how many milliseconds you have to get their attention. And there, there, yeah, definitely a lot of people aren't, aren't good at that. Um, so there, there is that barrier of entry for, for mental health professionals. It's just not what they do, you know? Um, but I was going to say, uh, to your point about, you know, what you feel passionate about, sometimes there is the, you know, if things are quiet or, you know, you maybe you haven't been getting views or you're just bored or you don't know what else to do, there is that temptation to pander and to uh, like, you know, do the thing that, you know, got hits before or do the thing that's popular right now. And I don't usually feel like that. Good. I don't, first of all, I don't enjoy that. Like I found myself doing that, like trying to do a version of something I did before, partly because it's like, I don't know, like people say one thing works, keep doing that one thing that works. But I don't really feel like that's, um, you know, there is. Well, 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 Doc, yeah. the one thing that works, it seems to me, is that as Derek knows, parents don't or the kids don't listen to their fucking parents. They listen to somebody else. So they're they're trying to connect with somebody out there. And their, their span of attention is so short that these role plays that are happening in under a minute, they're able to connect. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling that way. Isn't that what's been happening, Dr. Rizzino? Because you get the comments back that people say, yeah, that's that's the feeling. Yep, I do. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think the trick is it, it's very tricky because you get a lot of different you get different types of people. Some are much more open minded and willing to. Uh, also consider, you know, their contribution to things and that they, they're yeah. 
and that you know it's not just the parents' fault, and they're not just a perpetual victim uh, that can go around you know t- pointing the finger uh, at everything that's wrong. Uh, you know, there are people that are, are very level-headed, and I've, I've seen people who are also uh, mental health professionals in training themselves, going to graduate school, already in graduate programs or in undergrad, looking at psychology, and and they follow my channel and they they ask me questions and stuff like that. So, you know, it's um there's but then there are then there are people that I, somebody who got mad. There was somebody who like this is how it can get kind of strange. Strange and not strange, but somebody who is like, who takes it like very personal, what I said, like I said to them, and how could I do that? And, it, you know, the trauma that they've experienced and the, the, the pain in the, and the suffering that I'm causing them with my post. And, you know, like, it's sort of like this, this, how I'm like the most terrible person in the world for you know, something that I did or something that I said, uh, the way that I said it, they didn't like it. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a group that I've tried to have some back and forth with, but it's very difficult. To get. Well, yeah, well, that from you anyways, I can see that being like, invalidating or like deconstructing their reality that they've built for themselves. And then you come in and it like, de- it like takes it all away. So I can see why they get I get the same thing with me some of like the angry responses is like bro like i'm not your dad <laughs> like i guess that, that yeah. you may have had a bad relationship with papa dukes but the fact that i just said my kid's an asshole doesn't make me your father and that's you know right. nothing about me that's right but dr raz though at least what i saw on youtube it's well maybe that's the older audience but parents get defensive when you do those role plays when you're mimic mimicking a, a parent yes they're like oh you're making fun of my par- parenting abilities I've had that too. Yeah. I've had people, uh, parents come on there and, and, uh, um, you know, sort of like, call you woke. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Nobody's called me woke actually. I, I said it. You didn't. You, yeah. <laughs> so, but Derek, you know, like you get people who come on there and they, they, they get after you because of, uh, you know, you're the bad parent. Uh, you know, the kids I get, I do get some parents who come after me because they feel like I'm, you know, I'm the, you know, whatever their projection is, I'm, the, I'm that professional who uh, sits in their office and, and delivers judgments upon the population. Uh, and uh, I have just given a verdict on their life and their, their parenting. And, um, you know, they, parenting they... is just too, it's too subjective. So it's so easy to pick apart the part that you don't want to agree with. And then there's really nothing else you can, there is nothing right. a professional could say if you believe it in your heart to be something different, because it's there's like nothing objective about parenting and mm-hmm. it takes forever to see how it works. 20 years to see how your kid turns out. <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would beg to differ on the, on the objectivity thing. I think there is some objectivity in terms of, yeah. Yeah. Like, me, like but, measurements and milestones and yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. And, and you know, how to, you know, things, here's the thing though. I always talk with parents about risk. Right. And I talk about level of risk. So I, I don't like to say this is what's this is what you're doing and this is what you're is going to happen. Right. Sometimes I am that emphatic if, if it's like a left, life or death kind of thing. And I really want somebody to take action on what I'm saying. I'll be more uh, categorical about it. But what I say to parents, they say, 
you can continue to do that. You know, first of all, I, there's an acknowledgement that I have no control over the situation. You're the parent. You're it's your it's your family. Uh, all I can do is give you what you came for, which is my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can continue to do that. Here's what I see is the risks. Like, here's the biz- biggest risk. And then here's like the the like the next biggest risk of what you're doing. Okay. And from there, I think families are a lot better able to hear what I have to say than if I'm saying you're doing this and this is what's going to happen because of what you're doing right now. That's a lot hard. I think that's too direct and it makes people suddenly want to argue with you, right? Versus saying this is the risk. It's also because that's 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 the subjective element, right? And by subjective, I also, I, I guess not subjective. What I mean is there's so much variety in situations and contexts and variety between families and family values and cultural values that, you know, we can really only safely talk about risks because in some situations that won't have, there won't be any problems attached to that. Or in some situations, yeah, you might have yelled at them, but like in your family, everybody yells and they all like yeah. understand that it's like, you know, part of just like, you know, the, the, the culture of getting upset or passionate or whatever. Um, but these things have a context to them. And so I can only talk about the risk, but there are people who will come on and they will say, you know, <laughs> and it's very tempting there because I do want to clap back at them, but, but I have to be careful because I, it's like you said, I have the shotgun, right. And they've got the knife, but you know, I could, it's not, I don't want to do that. Um, but I have parent, parents will come on there and say, it's usually around videos where something like terrible, like parents being really kind of like abusive to their child. And then the parent comes on and, you know, it's, they, they kind of want to say that, you know, kids today are too weak or things are too loud. Oh, oh God. They That's like more, the shittiest thing. The more structure. Da-da. And, um, dude, I got a comment today. Yeah. I actually, it's my most recent video that I posted on TikTok. Um, this lady put, said, you can know, we put if, it here. We yeah. Have it, she said, okay. <laughs> She said, if, if my teenage, it was something along the lines of like, if my teenagers disrespected me, they die, die. Um, if you, if you never tolerate it, it never <laughs> happens. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like wild. And, and I think she was, I mean, obviously, I don't know if she'd literally murder her children, but like she said it like not, like not ironically. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, someone pointed out they went to her page and it was just, her profile was like the like okay you would say something like this just right, like based yeah. on her description right but yeah i mean there's a lot of those people like snowflakes you're soft children need to toughen up it's like no maybe you could just stop being a fucking prick a little bit like a like, little bit <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not it's not like either all the way over here or all the way over here and that's that's kind of how it gets cast right black and white but you know uh, i've had some interesting comments and they're revealing comments i think they're revealing you know what i mean but um, and this is this is sort of like kind of what I want to say, but I don't say. One parent was like, "I have, you know, I raise my kids that way." And one's a physician; they grad, and the other one goes to Harvard, and the third one's a lawyer. And I'm like, and th- what I want to say back to them is, "Boy, you've got some nice trophies there, don't you?" <laughs> like, they all cry at night, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact, but it has no relationship to like also their well-being or their happiness. All you've presented me with is achievements, you know, which says something about, I think about, you know, 
our differences here. But I've also had a parent say to me, um, oh, no, said in the comments section, you know, his kids slap him when they don't like something he says. And I'm like, or, or slap him because he won't give him something. And I'm like, this parent's orientation is that if you, uh, if you talk to your child, they're going to abuse you. Like, yeah, where like you're submissive at all. It must like, be where does that come from? all over you. Where does that come from? Like the equation, equation of uh, talking and being compassionate is weak. And you're immediately going to get victimized. Right. Derek, <laughs> how can anybody get pissed at Willy Wonka, man? But on your brands, what what are they bitching at you about? With uh, well, not the. I mean, not a lot of people know that I have chocolate. I actually don't. I don't put. I haven't really talked about chocolate a lot on TikTok because I've been told dirt boxes. Yeah, yeah. I I retired from that business. Uh, That was oh my god, that was way too much, way too quick. I was like, I can't do this shit. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I I think what we already said is, you know, they they see me and they just project. You know, they see a dad. I don't know what these. I've always wanted to make a video about this, but it just it's too deep, and I don't even know if it would be funny or. It actually wouldn't be funny, but it's like why like why these people are projecting so much onto me like why mm. they are so unhappy that they have to like go and and put their lives on me it's wild you know we i i uh i told you i did some i don't know if i t- i think i told you this Derek, uh that i was in i did some theater and i did a i did a, a theater program a year-long conservatory program one of the things that we did in that program and i did it with a friend is we had this list of ad- adjectives um I think it was like four columns or something like that. We'd go to a bookstore. Uh, me or my friend would go just kind of wander and look at the shelves. And, and the other one was tasked with going to people and saying, hey, could you do us a favor? We're doing this experiment. I have this sheet. has these adjectives. See that guy over there? Could you just tell me which of these adjectives? Circle the adjectives that this guy makes you think of or, or qualities this guy makes you think of. And basically what it was, was to get an idea of your type, you know, because, you know, people talk about typecast, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a bad thing and, and, and it can be, but it's also something that you should know, right? Because when you're going out for a role, you want to know, does that fit your type? Great if it does, but if it doesn't, let's see what you can do. Creepy old man shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Amber alert. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, but But Derek, on your content, talk about some of your brands, like what you're influencing people doing something. What is that something? Uh, My brands, like what, like the, just the type of content that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think I'm so comedy is, is the key. I'm a funny guy. Everything I do has a flair. Tell me a quick joke now. Go. Absolutely not. That's not the way it works. Pete. That's not the way it works. (laughs) Um, I've been doing stand-up comedy for like, you know, 13 years, 14 years, um, on and off stage, but TikTok is like my resurgence of of comedy. Okay. Um, I'm I, I would say my two like niches would be like observational comedy and then self-deprecation is is the second big one. Um, so I think really I've merged those two things together with the content that I make on TikTok. Um, and it's also just been like a life journey, like learning who I am and not it all comes back to not caring what people think of the content I make because I'm not making it for them I make it for me and then I just so happen to have found a following 
like one of the things that that gets under my ah, it doesn't get under my skin. That's a that's a big thing to say. But when I see these creators, yeah, it does see that? No, well, you'll hear me out afterwards, and and you, I think right. it'll make more sense. But like these creators that have you know what even you know my size, half a million or a million, two million, and they make a TikTok video being like, man, fucking algorithm taking my views away, and they get like bummed out about their views, and I just I don't relate to it at all because it's cool. But it's not why I do what I do. Like if I post a video that gets 2,000 views, I just – that's the game we play. I, we're not fucking hitting home runs every pitch. Sometimes you're going to strike out. Sometimes you hit a ground out, a pop fly, a home run, a double, a triple. And you just got to take it all for what it comes. I think some people get so addicted or so um, entitled that look at me. I'm the bold fam. Every video I post should get – a million views and it's like oh it's so annoying and so it's so inauthentic to me from a creator because it just tells me immediately you're not doing this because you love it you're doing this because you think you're building towards something that you want in the future and i just love the moment that i have the what i was telling brian i think uh one of the times that we connected one of the things that gives me the most joy is when a parent will comment and be like dude you just made me feel normal and it, not not you're hilarious. You're you made me feel normal. It's like damn, dude. Like that's such a good feeling as a creator, as as a performer. That something I did like moved someone, not in a laughing way, but like as a validating kind of thing. And that's that's what keeps me posting and keeps me going. That is a that's that is a good feeling. I think, and I take I take what you're saying there. I mean, like I, you know, you know. The idea you're really having like an impact, but that you didn't really anticipate too, right? You know, um, you know, I, I've had people comment on videos that I didn't really think too much of uh, in terms of gravity or insight or whatever, you know, and people would comment on it and, and something, you know, pretty, pretty heartfelt. They'd say something pretty heartfelt. And, um, you know, you just sort of, it's kind of awesome. You just sort of stand back and like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> well well but more than that like that's cool but like like i don't know it's just nice it's just nice to be able to like have well i think it, i think it makes it feel bigger it's yeah. it, you're turning it's not into something just bigger me. than yourself yeah i didn't just post this for the lols like it's, it's now transcended the lol now it is like oh this person's struggling with her children that are you know what doing xyz and now she's like fuck i'm not alone or he's like i'm not alone every this is normal to sometimes get pissed at your kids. It's normal to sometimes be like, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's nice to, um, it's nice to know that, uh, well, it's sort of like this confirmation, like, you know what? It, it is good that I'm doing this, I guess, you know, it is okay that I'm doing this, I guess, because people are having this, you know, positive experience. People, you know, people do yeah. get it, but there is this, this group that does get something very positive. Right. There is there is one thing that's kind of contributed to this like last probably year and a half, two years of like my creative journey. And it's actually gonna probably sound start off sounding weird. I wanted I wanted to be more irrational. Does it involve with, pickles? Yeah, pickles. Oh, let's not talk about that one. That's that one can't be recorded. Um, pickles. <laughs> I wanted Go to be ahead. more 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 irrational. Because, yeah. you know, and, and you know, you the, the people that I think of right off the top of my head, irrational and, and political stuff aside, Donald Trump, I think, is extremely irrational. Like, I'm the best person in the whole fucking world. Um, there's the guy. Um, oh, what's the guy? He just got arrested in, like, Belgium or something. The guy that's all about, like, he talks shit about women a lot. 
Oh, it, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Don't know. Irra- irrational. Just so irrational. Yeah. Um, but they him. have this like they have this like visceral following and people are like taking note yeah. of the shit that they're saying. And what I noticed about me was not necessarily passive, but I was very even keeled. Like if you said something crazy, I could rationalize it and find my middle on both sides of the equation. If you, it's like, all right, I can get, I can understand what they're saying. And it just wasn't exciting because I don't have that kind of personality. Like I'm not a very in the middle kind of person. So I wanted to challenge myself to just fucking be a little bit irrational. Like I don't have to be centered. I can have some things that I say that are sometimes a little one way or the other. And the TikToks that I make about parenting are my way of promoting that about myself. Like I can say things that might sound a little not normal, but that's fine. That's who I am. I'm not you. I'm not you. I'm not you. I'm me. Well, and I think it's we call, flex a little I think, bit. I think we call that raw authentic. If you're not, you know, they're, they're going to tune out because as they're flipping through, it's like real fake, fake, real, fake. Yeah. Oh, real. Right. So my wife you have taped to... up words all over my house. Uh, all just one word authentic or um, be irrational. And she taped him up. I think I have like 13 from around the house because she wanted to remind me of what I wanted to do. And they have worked. Like I check in, like I where you know, I go open the cabinets, like be irrational. It's like, all right, let's go. That's cool. I like that. I like that. You you got you got yourself a, a good wife there. Um I do. Yeah. I mean that's we, that's we cool. all need a second wife. <laughs> She's not available. We're- I, thought you, I thought you were mine, Pete. I you were mine. Um, hey guys, feelings aren't bricks, words aren't bricks. That's right. That's right. Just saying. For my let's all, let's uh, all pause not- and just take a minute to to think about that. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, do you know? Do you know? Have you watched Malcolm in the Middle, Derek? Yeah. You know the dad on there? Of course, right, Brian right, Cranston. Right. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, are you talking about like that kind of irrationality, or, or I'm trying to picture? Oh Jesus, I don't know if I can recall Malcolm in the Middle enough to remember like what his character was like. It's just like it's just like you know, so Break, like, the Breaking Bad guy. Well, let me give you, let me give you guys an example. Yeah, give an um, example. I say fuck a lot. And I don't care who I'm with in that. But the I'm algorithm. Not, yeah, no, 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 no. The algorithm doesn't care, obviously, because I don't think that I've gone a video in the last year that hasn't said the word fuck in it. Sometimes I say, I'm not going to say it on this podcast unless you guys have solid editing content, but we'll we'll move past it. Um, I <laughs> don't, going. I don't. The, so one of the things about me that I've learned, I'm very chameleon, like as I was growing up and, and maybe it was from like the way I grew up as a kid, but I always wanted to blend in with who I was with as a form of like, I want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. I want to be like these people. So they want to continue to be with me, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then I found myself, I didn't know who I was. It's like, who is Derek without a group of people that he needs to pander to. So now this might go, you know, I'm learning where my pendulum is swinging as a human, but I don't, censor myself anymore because if if you don't like that i say fuck sometimes you're just not my people i'll go find my people i'm i am my own tribe leader and i want the people that love me for me to come and be with me so when i say i be more irrational maybe another way of saying it is i want to just be so authentically me that there is no other way to slice it up like that's just who derek is and his opinions are this way uh, or, you know, whatever his behaviors are like. Acquired I to, taste. I went to a wedding this last weekend um, and I'm sitting there having dinner. And I think, you know, I can't remember what happened, but I was like, I, I was saying like, oh, fuck. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, these two old women were dying laughing. 
die like all night I, I texted my wife i was like i honestly feel like i'm performing like i feel like i'm putting on a show right now <laughs> i love making people happy i love making them laugh yeah. and yeah. it feels so good to do it that's like a in, in the boundaries of me i didn't need to do any i didn't need to try i just had to open my mouth and just be myself yeah. and i found these people that naturally gravitated towards me yeah. so a really long way of explaining what irrational means to me it just, it, it's just, I don't give a shit about the people that view my content and like it or not. I think I, I think I asked you this before. Um, you know, what was it that got you to start the TikTok account? Um, so a few years ago, I was, uh, I had grown from all my twenties. I was just grinding to, yeah. to be successful. Cause I thought money was the answer. You know, I, I get it all. I, I got everything I wanted. I was a VP of sales at a big tech company. Um, and for like three or four years, I did nothing creative, nothing funny. Every maybe once a year, I would go do some random comedy show. But that was like it. Um, and we had started Wicked Bold in 2019. And I think it was uh, it must have maybe it was uh, St. Patrick's Day 2020. I did a video in my backyard, like pretending to be a leprechaun, finding Wicked Bold chocolate. And I posted it to Instagram and uh, I mean, it blew up, but I mean, maybe a few thousand views on Instagram, but a bunch of people were commenting. Haha, that's so funny. And it got me to start dabbling in TikTok and me and my Courage. wife. Kind of, yeah, me and my wife kind of took turns posting, um, but I started to really like refine that creativity in me and it came at a really important time for me because I was like getting burnt out at that job like every I, I you know it was one of those things where I was looking around and, like I said I had everything that I wanted I was making a ton of money I had the house a brand new truck everything I ever thought that I wanted and I was yeah. so miserable and unhappy that I was like spiraling a little bit so it was a really good opportunity and and I think a medicine for me to go create again yeah um and it go like I just started loving the process like making these off the wall videos or maybe not off the wall back then but like just creating um and i just never stopped um there was one point in time i posted a video where i was returning a car to enterprise and it got like 30 million views um it's, this was back in 2021 it was the first video that i'd ever posted that like went viral it was wild that's yeah that's it was it was also a really really good check-in for me because for like the weeks that followed that video i was so anxious because uh, I had all this attention and I was like, oh, my God, I want to keep it going. But I was like, I'm not going to go to like stores and keep doing this because I had answered a phone <laughs> at Enterprise. And I was like, dude, you're 30. Like you you have children. You're not going and being this like dink that goes and you know answers businesses phones. So I had to come to terms with and I'm glad it happened. But I forced myself to break away from the attention. And it took obviously it was hard, it, really hard because I do love the attention. Sure. But I wanted to separate why I did why I made content and and just and define it for like I made it because I enjoyed making it and hopefully I will find the tribe that likes me versus oh this worked this was popular let me keep doing that and yeah. fortunately I went I went to the former where and, and you're and you're 34 can you imagine the teenagers uh pointing towards the social dilemma how you know they they want to be liked and you know compare I, I think social media is should be uh regulated like alcohol and tobacco and firearms for kids cuz i actually have a video in my drafts right now i'm i'm struggling on if i'm going to post it or not cuz it's a little bit of a call out and i think the person that made the comments like a teenager um but the, i don't think their brains are developed enough and we you and i were talking about this Brian um 
to be able to like take criticism and not eat it with their whole body and like internalize yeah you know like um because oh now i remember we did talk about this because like there could be times where if you catch me at like a lower moment i can read a comment and i i could be like wow that i can get myself that's usually where my angry content that i never post comes out and i know it like as i'm making the video if i'm being mean it means that they've they've kind of triggered me a little bit and i can kind of you know separate myself but kids their brains are not prepared for that much overwhelming amount of negativity that the internet can bring and i i think it's insane that it's not regulated more i think i think that's uh yeah that's the tip of the iceberg for sure man well and all I think, technology I think, I think you're right yeah i think you're right yeah well doc <clears throat> you know the, all technology you know preschoolers and you know the the blue light all that crap you know yeah man i i uh one of the things i'm uh talking about in uh did i just shut this off no, you're still, you're still going. Here? Fortunately, okay. um, <laughs> so I can't see it, but whatever. Oh, we can see you fine. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so one of the things I'm writing about in this book is I talk about the the um, you know there's the COVID virus, but there's an equally toxic other virus that doesn't have a molecular structure, but it's infecting us. It doesn't affect us res our respiratory system. It affects our brains, and it's it's hate. And it's division and it's spreading across the United States. And one of the ways that it propagates is through social media channels. And people will want how you can get infected with this is when you engage in these back and forths. And you can you feel it, right? When you start to art, when you take in what somebody says, and you can you can swallow that whole and get let that affect you, or you can engage with them. And what you're doing is you're you're propagating it, you know, this this kind of this disease this virus or whatever and it, and it and it really does it can affect you i think well well beyond the time that you spent on the screen you know i mean people will be preoccupied and distracted by the things that they see or the comments that people make and then they it sort of gets them all all off track as far as you know what they're doing with their time and i think teenagers teenagers and children are especially vulnerable i mean you know and and, and like you said i mean I, I, you'll listen to people who are stars, you know, famous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a reason why there's addiction centers around Hollywood, you know, making a million dollars or what billions of dollars I should say. Um, you know, it's, it's not fun really. I mean, like being famous can be really, really dangerous, you know? Oh, dude, so Brian, I'm telling you right now, dude, it, it's funny. I have, uh, you know, whatever, half a million followers. There's probably at least that many people that fucking hate me. Like, hey, I've seen comments on some videos that like people will stitch or whatever, and I'll just stumble. And it's like just as many thousands of comments my video can get being like, oh, you're so relatable. This person's video is like, I'll fucking punch this bitch in his face. You know, it's like horrendous. <laughs> and, you know, I try to not pay any attention to it. But um, yeah, dude, for like a child's mind or like if that's all you're consuming it, you know, you can only see it so many times before you start like internalizing it. And it's also kind of interesting because like, I'm get, I'm dabbling into things that I'm not like necessarily equipped to talk through, but like your fight or flight response, mm -hmm. you don't get to actually engage it through a comment. You know, like there is no fight and no flight. You just kind of like sit with it. And and I'm curious if like that has something to do with this internet toxicity is like, you know, you can't just go punch him in the face or yell at him or run away. It's just there. 
I think that's, I think it is part of the contagion. I think that what happens is that people, they act it out in different ways in, in their homes or their environments or to themselves. I think that's what they do. And I do think you're right. The fight or flight does get kicked in. Well, and, dopamine, dopamine's worse than crack for these kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of the, you know, the clicks and the, you're trying to catch the next high. Oh, dude, you, my son. My son Landon loves loves taking pictures of weather. Like he loves clouds and like cool looking like sunsets and shit. And uh, you know, he'll sometimes take pictures and send it to me, but he has the weather app. He has some weather app on his phone. And he was taught he took this really good picture and he posts it to this weather like form or whatever. And when he posts it, he's like, All right, man, I'm gonna set myself a goal that I get 10 likes on this. Mm-hmm. And I have to have a check and I'm like, first of all, Bub, you can't control how many people like the shit that you post. <laughs> you, you can't control that. And I try to reframe him to get him into the, if he likes it, then do it consistently and reframe him to say, if you love what you do, make yourself a goal to post 10 pictures like that yourself. you can control that you can find success in. You can't find success in what you do re- becoming something that someone else engages with and likes, but well, that's what the kids success, think. Make it, basing your success on somebody else's approval is a very, very dangerous, can be a very dangerous, it's playing fire, right? But I think that is what we've groomed these kids to do with social media is they yeah. post to be liked, not to show what their interests are, but to see how many different likes they can get. And I think you can see that in some really like bad trends, you know, that you yeah. can like, ju- like humiliating people yeah. because they, because it will go viral. Yeah. You know, because they'll get the laughs and the ha-ha-has, positive or negative, they'll get the response. And I think that's super dangerous. I do, too. And I, I think um, I think it's a, it is in a way, and I don't want to overstate it, but it's a loaded weapon in some ways that they don't really, you know, you're giving a kid, a child, you know, something that they really don't understand the power of it. And um, neither do the, the parents adults. don't understand. Neither do the adults. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's bullying uh, so- on, on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. So- Derek, Derek Cahill, Dr. Brian Rosino, riveting, you, another <laughs> riveting episode of Bite Size Therapy. Thank you so much. Let's have you on again, Derek. I would love it. And keep a, keep me posted on the chocolate. I'm going to be looking. I've got Walmarts around here, but I don't know if it's one of yours. If you go to if you go to the website Wicked Bold, the very first thing is store locator, and yeah. it will geo target where you're at and show you like within the next like 10 or 15 miles if you have any stores that that carry us. Fucking road trip, baby. I just want to take a bite and say, your chocolate sucks, man. Keep that to yourself, dude. Uthos, remember. (laughs) Uthos. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. Hey, boys, we're doing this again. Bye.